This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Swim Suplex Retweet. Don't be mad, please stop the hating. The, the two best hosts are back on SDL. How, how are you doing? Uh, I am Jack Graham. Welcome back to the show. As always, you're probably listening to us on Spotify iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. We have our website, eatsleepsuplexretweet.com. You'll get a full back catalogue. All our shows we've ever done on this podcast, you can find interviews, previews, reviews, feature shows, Central, East, Meets, West, quiz showdown, the, the, the full lot. So please check out everything that we've got in the, in the back catalogue. We, we, we talk a lot of good shit. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Suplex Retweet. We've got our Facebook page. Uh, we've got Instagram. Or uh, TikTok, we've got whatever, and so check us out wherever you can. And uh, I am joined by none other than uh, Stephen Wilson. Stephen, how are you doing today? Yes, Jack. On uh, Ryder Cup weekend, we have the uh, the Victor Hovland and Ludwig Eberg of SDL here. <laughs> you know, absolutely by far and away the superior uh, duo uh, uh, with a uh, splendid mic production. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, touch wood touch wood no mic dropouts but it's just it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that somehow he's landed on us to do a Saturday draft life and the Ryder Cup weekends on and Europe's in an absolute tear it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shocking one but that's by the by we've got some stuff to talk about with the draft obviously there's a big weekend coming up with uh, an NXT pay-per-view and an AEW pay-per-view this, this weekend so we'll we'll well, at the kind of the later portion of our show, we are going to take a deep dive into NXT and we're going to talk about the points that have been accumulated uh, this season, how it's kind of fair between others, the kind of general consensus on NXT pick and then some kind of highlighted performers. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But we, we, we've got one to talk about right now because, well, I'll throw the quick aside to begin with. Obviously, two of the top threes, Judgment Day, who are done at Exterior on 11 points and Damian Priest on 8 points. Only Dominic appeared on Raw and NXT. Damien just appeared backstage segment after backstage segment on uh, Raw as well with a with a title defence too. So it's uh, again we, we say it all the time, Stephen, but uh, well done to everyone that picked a Judgment Day member. Yeah, and obviously Finn Balor as well joined on eight points with Damien Priest. So it's yeah, it's a bit of a a canter at the moment with the Judgment Day. I mean, pick one, pick two, Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio, but uh, yeah, I think we all I think we all slipped on Finn Balor a wee bit. Get all the way down to number ten, but absolutely, yeah, it's it's like it was like when the the bloodline were running a tear. Uh, now we've got the uh, the judgment day doing it, and I think it's going to be like that for 
the rest of the season. Now, we're, we're on to about an interesting one because obviously we do have a number, well, a, a joint first of the week, actually. It, it, it's followed on after the kind of the, the, the first surprise slash not surprise given recent history of Mustafa Ali being released from, from WWE. He was obviously slated to face uh, Dominic Mysterio at No Mercy tonight for the North American Championship. But then, all of a sudden, Mr. Trick Williams scores 11 points this week, wins two matches in NXT, appears all over the place on it, is now going to be facing Dominic Mysterio tonight for that title with Dragon Lee as special guest referee. Obviously, Ryan picked Trick Williams, our, our, our last place in the table. He's got 21 points this season so far. He passed up on the likes of Orange Cassidy, for example, and he said he was struggling to get A2. He thought Trick Williams would be in a good position to get points this season. Is this the, 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 the we'll, we'll look at the table in a wee minute, but with that sudden rise of Trick Williams, a title defence for Eel Sky next week at Fastlane. Is there is there a potential turn in fortune for Ryan Leach? We'll, we'll talk about Trick Williams right here, though. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, ironic that the week after myself, Dave, and David Campbell slated the Trick Williams uh, pick that he comes out and doubles his points in a week. And I think it's a one-week thing for him, though. I don't really foresee much from it. I don't think he's going to win. It's tonight, uh, tonight yeah. Uh, I'm getting stuff The NXT pay-per-views are usually a Sunday. For some reason, they put this Saturday this week. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to win. But I think it's a much-needed weekly boost for Ryan. And as we'll probably go into the table later on, it's made things really interesting because last week I had him dead and dead. I did not foresee a, a scenario where he was getting out of it. And then now all of a sudden, it's made things really, really tight down there. And it's, uh, it's what you want to see in the, the EO Sky in situation as well. I mean, given that Charlotte players in that triple threat, I wouldn't be fully confident. But at the same time, yeah, it's uh, I think he's needed it, Ryan, because he's been an absolute mayor this season. Yeah, I think the, the interesting thing is that even if Trick doesn't get the win tonight, Obviously, with his relationship with Carmelo Hayes, there will be backstage segments with him. Mm-hmm. And that'll be points that he wouldn't have got to begin with anyway had the releases hadn't happened. So there's a, it's a turn of fortune in that way. Obviously, he's very happy. NXT love Trick Williams. He's he's very much coming into his own. And he's... Uh, I, I, obviously, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trick won tonight. I think that's, that's how I will... I'll leave it. I think the time's come. We'll, we'll talk about it when we can talk about NXT and stuff, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I wouldn't be surprised if Trick wins. But we do have our, our overall table. And as, as we did discuss, Ryan with uh, Birigetti arms like spaghetti on 99 points, but only now two and a half points ahead of him. He only got nine points this week compared to Ryan, who got 28. Five points. Ryan got the second most points this week, Stephen. Gary Kernan only got nine points with Team Vest for 101.5 points. That's closed up dramatically over the past week. That's a more than 16 point <laughs> swing <laughs> towards Ryan, and that's an absolute canter of a performance for Ryan. He really, really needed that. And if you kind of look, we'll go, we'll talk about the table in a bit, but if you kind of look at our weekly scores, there's the likes of there's Callum. There's Andy, Elliot as well, myself and you, Jack. We're, stuck. We're getting dragged down, and I'm not liking it. 
I'm not liking. Uh, I'm not liking it. I thought at one point, like with Ryan's performance, yet yeah, I'll be fine. But it's just, it's getting ever so kind of congested that it's. Yeah, I, I, I need something. I need Becky to kind of come up trumps today, or else I'm going to be sweating for a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, it's getting that spooky bump time, and I think it's the uh, the what what seems to be the inevitable inevitable doom for Ryan. He's decided to drag pretty much more than half the table with him. With how much it could it could swing in the next few weeks, so it's a it's scary times for a lot of people indeed. Probably all the way up to myself actually, uh, but we'll we'll wait we'll wait and see how that goes. Uh, Elliot Cantor, one hundred sixteen and a half points. So there's quite quite a gap there between him and Gary, which is probably saving grace for the rest the rest of the table actually. With with me on Sun, Andy Mitchell's only half a point ahead of of Elliot with the Glasgow University Cricket Club at one hundred seventeen points. Ross McLeod with FTR so one hundred twenty one points. Callum Bennett with a uh, follow James Blair underscore one on Twitter, 123. Uh, I wonder how many Twitter followers he's actually got from that. Pro- probably none, but you know, I'm just, it'll be, it'll be interesting nonetheless if, if, there was a, if there was a correlation between the two. Uh, Dave Hockney, 126.5 points to the West End Country Club. He was kind of flattened in the bottom, but he's had a kind of good, a good rise recently. He got 25 points this week as well. So that's a, a, a great week for him. Stephen, yourself, 129.5 points with different Schwartz Evil Incorporated. And then uh, six points b- between us. Well, it's like six and a half, maybe five and a half. I don't. Know, I can't do maths. Uh, <laughs> myself, I ways to fuck up the draft. Uh, Grads above me on uh, 145 points in rule to draft. Arguably the one of the standout performances of the season so far. So oh, I, 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 all all the commendations to Grant McRobbie this season for me. Uh, Scott in third place the Dave Hockney Better Wi-Fi Fund on 157 points uh, Tom Brock with a platypus Perry the platypus on 180 and then a big 1 to 31 and a half point gap team goal of David Campbell yeah, you, you got that you got that math right there you were really not helping our math reputation on the show there for a minute there <laughs> I'm glad I got it right. I'm glad I got it right. You know, I'm 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 not the math guy. I'm just the I'm just the face. You know what I mean? That's I let the others do the math. The face of a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I, everyone needs one. It's the, the face for the radio and all that. But uh, Stephen, as always, we do have our Leicester's League and our Leicester's League Cup. So take us through all the standards. Let us know what's happening. Yeah. So there seems to be there was a running joke during the week that there was a bit of a John Ross sandwich going on in the Listeners League, but one of the Rosses has slipped out of the top five. Uh, currently in fifth, we have Alara May with only Prince on 205 points. Uh, she, uh, she's just one point ahead of Mike Nunn, who just missed out of the top five. But Ross Brady, a uh, former member of the main league, and uh, former winner of the Listeners League on 207 points with Carrie and Crosco. And then we have the Free Johns. Uh, Hot Business is from John Sly on 208 points uh, 211.5 points just ahead of him we have Jonathan Napier with Back to the Future Endeavours and having opening up a significant lead over the last couple of weeks we have Johnny Adam with Dark Side of the Onion Ring love that name by the way on 247 points so he now has a 36.5 point lead I did have to get that math right because <laughs> uh, that is in my reputation, but yeah, Dominic Mestero as his captain is really doing some business recently. He also has Becky Lynch and his team, Solo Sequoia, the acclaimed, and Ray Mysterio. So that's a lot of points in the last few weeks. It's doing him really well. 
there seems to be as well a lot of the listeners league obviously having Rhea Ripley and with her being off TV for the last couple of weeks it's really seen a bit of a differential in how that league has performed pretty much because a lot of the ones who had Rhea were up high and a lot of them now are starting to slowly, slowly shift its way down. I remember Robert Shaw was top two. Robert Shaw's 19th. I mean, poor Robert. What can it's you a say bloody shame. It is a bloody, bloody shame. And it is um, affecting into the Listeners League Cup. We're halfway through the second round of the Listeners League Cup and we currently have Jonathan Napier leading Simon Bell by 42 to 34. That's a tight one there. Johnny Adams, you know, he's dominating the, the main league at the moment. He's had 85 and a half points, Jack, in the last two weeks. Which Jesus. is some crazy scoring. He's thumping Ross McClucky in that uh, result. John Sly's beating JP. You know, that's a result we like to see. And Lee McAteer, even though he's kind of towards the bottom of the league, he's beating Ross Henderson uh, in his uh, last 16 match. So that's good for him. He could obviously, a good run, even if you're not doing well in the league. And the listeners, League Cup will do you wonders. Mike Nunn, he's convincingly beating Martin Best by 55.5 to 20 on the other side of the draw. Matt Smith, I'm sorry guys, doesn't look like he's he's winning the Listeners League Cup. He's having a mayor in the league and he's having a mayor in this last 16 tie with Adam Kelly, uh, 43 to 17, two former Listeners League winners there. Uh, Robert Shaw still has a chance of winning his matches. He's only down 29 to 20 and a half to Anthony Fitzpatrick, so that's really tight. And Ross Brady is beating Craig Forsyth by 35 to 22. That right side of the Listeners League Cup is interesting. There was a, there's a lot of former winners in that kind of side of the bracket. And pretty much there's some... The three Johns are also on the one side of the bracket as well, so there's some potential implications there. There's, we've got the top three on one side, and the other one on that side is Lee McAteer, who's in 18th. So that's really interesting, that Listeners League Cup goes. Uh, that's a four-week worth of scoring based on the weekly scores in the Listeners League Cup last 16, so we still have two weeks left to go in that one. And there's some very tight matches still in there. Uh, so it could go anyway in a couple of them, Jack. Uh, it's certainly ramping up. It's getting exciting. So we are kind of getting near the... After after next weekend, I'd say we're getting to the business end of the season with uh, on, on the road to Survivor Series. Like a, a Saudi pay-per-view will be thrown in there too. So it'll be a, it's, a, it's an interesting time to see where the Listeners League folk can get their points and, and we'll see who comes up. Uh, for the Royal Rumble season. But as, as I said at the start of the show, Stephen, we're going to be taking a look at NXT. Obviously, they've got a big pay-per-view tonight. Uh, no mercy. For one person in particular, this pay-per-view can change a lot of things. It's the top scorer of the NXT picks. A third of his team is NXT with Carmelo Hayes and Trip Williams. It's Ryan Douglas. Ryan Douglas has got 33 points from NXT this season. And he's sitting dead last on 99 points. So a third a third of his team and a third of his points has came from NXT. Well, I was the liar of Valkyrie as well, actually. Well, so yeah, that's Camelo, half his team. Yeah, Cam- no, Camelo, yeah. He- Camelo Hayes and Goat's team. Uh, oh, fuck. Aye, sorry. Aye, I was, I was looking at that, that tab there. I can, thought I said Ryan. You can, uh, Ryan's had the most scores, but he's got two picks. You can't get a Goat start wrong in this show, uh, Jack. You're going to get I'll more. Hear, I'll hear the draft. I, 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 I said it's... Uh, it's, it's not working for me this morning. I've, I read that spreadsheet wrong. Apologies. But it, it still stands. A third of Ryan's team, although with Trick Williams and Lyra Valkyrie, have made up a third of his points. It could change tonight with, with Trick getting 
uh, a big win. We'll wait and see how that how that goes. But I think the first question I'll ask before we kind of look in to see how everyone's doing in the kind of NXT. In the case of Ryan, two of his picks has NXT is NXT and he's sitting last. If we look at the show percentage of points, NXT this season is only made up of 11% of the points overall. 153.5. SmackDown on 305. So that's 22%. AW 420.5. 31%. And Raw with 472 points on 34%. Can NXT be relied on to have more than one pick in a show, Jake. Unless you get the top, top folk in NXT, can you have more than one NXT pick in your team now, Jake? It's it's a difficult one because I don't think, as you mentioned, I don't think there's enough power players kind of top level of the card that are going to be on it weekly and you can kind of think they're going to score points all the time, they're going to wrestle all the time. There's a lot of kind of... The, the lower of the card kind of fluctuate week by week and they don't always seem to win a lot of the time. I think the thing with NXT as well, we're seeing a lot of main Raw SmackDown wrestlers taking the titles kind of now or appearing quite regularly or integrated within the, the NXT programme. Obviously, Becky Lynch is the, the NXT Women's Champion, so that kind of means that she'll be appearing more than a lot of the other women. Uh, the likes of Pete Dunne, who obviously won the Heritage Cup tournament, so that's a SmackDown guy doing that. So he's appearing more than the likes of the guys who would maybe compete more for that tournament, uh, the likes of like um, Tyler Bates, etc., that type of stuff. So it's because of that kind of integration kind of with the main roster, I think it kind of, kind of takes it down a wee bit. I don't think you could, um, I don't think you could go first round NXT right now. I think it's very difficult. I hope there's not really one person, probably outside of Carmelo, that could anchor a team. And even then, Carmelo's got 26 and a half points. I don't think he'd anchor a team right now. That's mainly because he's just not wrestling on main TV. He's, he's been saved for the for the premium live events. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Like I think, uh, for, for, for me, if you're not getting a top NXT, I, 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 this is my strategy. Of kind of how how I've how I've seen it this season and probably how it'll play out going forward. If you aren't getting one of the top NXT picks in the top two rounds, I'm not going to be touching NXT purely because of the, the integration you said. Obviously, Don Mysterio, Raw Superstar, North American Champion; Becky Lynch, Raw Superstar, NXT Women's Champion; Pete Dunne, potentially going to be Heritage Cup Champion from SmackDown. That's three main roster folk that could be NXT champions. I say kind of. It waters down the picks you can get. You don't know what picks from the main roster will show up on NXT now. It's it's very tough. And I think it speaks volumes. Carmelo and Trick, obviously the top two scores, 26 and a half, 21. Uh, of, of, of who's been selected, obviously Noam Dar's got 19 points. He wasn't selected this season. But then when you take it to SmackDown, the kind of next, Rey Mysterio's got 28 points. So I can comparing the two of Ray and Carmelo Hayes, it's not that far away. But it's the folk in the middle, like your Adam Pierce, your LA Knight, they're on twenty odd points. You look at AEW, 
who is maybe the comparative show that the acclaims are 45. You've got the likes like Soraya, FTR, Hikaru Shida, Adam Cole. There's like so many, there's out with your top folk, there's so many folk in the different shows that are getting you the points. But the, the bulk, the meat of NXT can't do that for you in the draft now. You're seeing, I mean, you see with the likes of Raw and your SmackDown company, there's a lot of players who are appearing on multiple segments right now quite consistently. I mean, there's a recurring joke on Twitter that Raw has been main evented like near enough every week for the past three months by some sort of Judgment Day, Sami Zayn, Cody, Kevin Owens type combination. So if you get any of those guys, you're like, you're going to get appearances across the film nights. SmackDown, saw last night, the Bloodline's still dominating, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, the likes of those guys appearing across the show. But NXT seems to be, I mean, NXT currently is quite a well-praised show. I mean, everybody, a lot of people I know who watch NXT regularly quite enjoy it now because they seem to have got the format kind of in that kind of midway between the original 2.0 and the black and gold style. But with that type of aspect of it, you're seeing it, you're not seeing something stretched across the show. You're seeing people put on bits and bits and bobs. And that, for a drafting perspective, is difficult because you know, they're only going to be there one time. You know, I mean, Norm Dar, he's scoring quite high as a non-drafted pick because he's, he, he's been in the kind of crowd for each of those Heritage Cup matches. So that's kind of a one-off exception. But, t- I mean, even though NXT is not scoring well, you would say that for anybody who's took the punt into taking an NXT pick at any point, we picked well based on the crop that's there. It's just that the yeah. crop is, it's just that the crop of guys that are there to select with are not strong scorers. I think in terms of maybe like a round five, six female pick in particular, there's some decent ones in there for NXT that'll get you some points compared to the likes of maybe like AEW. I mean, we noticed when we were on draft night, everybody was struggling when it came to that final female pick. There was a lot of kind of I don't know what's going to happen here in this type of thing. There was very, very little in that one, but you look at the likes of, I mean, we criticise uh, Callum's draft strategy, but he's got Fia Hale there, and she's on 13 points. And she seems to be a one who's appearing on a couple of segments a night at some points. So in terms of that late point, it is worth a pick, but I, as, you, as you correctly pointed out, it's not one that we can kind of bulk a show on. We can't have like a, like a lot of people have raw picks where they kind of have they have four from raw and nothing else the rest of the week. You can't really get that with NXT. It's kind no. of like when it, it, it's, it's like AEW before Collision started. Especially with the next season coming up, all the Survivor Series we've done before there's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. I don't think, I don't know if that will happen again. But with the next season being Royal Rumble season, surely, given what's happened this season, NXT could potentially be near on untouchable for a lot of drafters next season with where am I going to get the points? Are they going to appear in the Royal Rumble, etc.? But then that gives the counter-argument to if they're going to be a lot of untouchable, could you get a lot of big names? Such as, oh, if Ilya Dragunov wins tonight, could he slip down far enough? Because before we have Royal Rumble in mind, you could pick him up round two, round three. There's a, there's a lot of weight to it, but I still think if you're not getting a top NXT pick in the top rounds, I'm too fear to touch them because of the potential points you can get elsewhere. Yeah, because I mean, in, in previous years, you'd maybe look at an NXT pick as an outside Rumble appearance. I mean, granted, 
the NXT picks don't do a lot for points wise in that rumble anyway. But with like like in the women's division, for example, they've got so many female wrestlers on the main roster who are not getting used. I mean, that's gonna take up a lot of the rumble ones anyway. So yeah, it's a potential hard one, but it's you sometimes get lucky with it. I mean, there's I mean, Trick Williams, I would say, see if somebody picked Trick Williams round four or round five. I think it's the fact that Ryan picked him in round three when there was so many more on the board. Yeah. This is why we've been so scrutinised to him on it, especially because he's last, you know. See if Ryan was in Grant's position after picking Trick Williams third, you know, that's we're going to herald him as an absolute wonder picker. But the fact that he has bought him is why he's getting the kind of eyes on him for this Trick Williams pick. And it's kind of, I think his season does hinge a lot on how Trick does tonight because... He's got, if you look at Gary's team, Gary's not got a lot of guys doing anything on TV. You know, New Day, 10 points. Shayna Baszler, 10 and a half points. Malachi Black, 2 points. Grayson Waller's the one guy who seems to be doing some solid stuff for him. Asuka is in that match with EO Sky as well. So that could, that might be quite tasty with that one. With they two and they two kind of going head to head and knowing the luck, Charlotte wins it and the two of them get absolutely bugger off. But uh, it's a it's a massive it's a massive night in terms of the top and the bottom because it could have massive implications. You mentioned the Camelo Hayes, you know, your off thing. That's Scott and, and David. You know if yeah. if uh, Camelo wins tonight, I don't know what you think, but that could potentially make it a his to lose scenario definitely for David. I think so. Yeah, it's. I mean, I still think David's going to win the season, regardless of if Carmelo wins a lot. But I think if Carmelo does win tonight, I think you could safely put a hand in the trophy getting Renee to lift it up as the first four-time champion of the of the draft. Uh, I think if Carmelo loses, it only delays that by a few weeks. There's, there's, there's some there's scenarios in it as well, like um, myself. I mean, if I get if I get Becky winning and Tony D and uh, the family winning. I think that would make me a bit more calmer that I'm not going to get dragged in, you know. So there's yeah. there's ones like that. I mean, we've got Braun Breaker tonight for Elliot. That's a massive one for him because he's slowly, slowly. Ever since Rita's been on that two week holiday, he's just like had a weight put on him and just kind of sunk. So I think if uh, Baron Corbin wins tonight, he should be a wee bit worried. Uh, and there's a and. There's also the one for Andy Mitchell with Tiffany Stratton. If she does the beat Becky, then where does that leave his team? You know, so there is a cup. I don't think we're going to get massive swings other than potentially Ryan at the bottom, if it. Because, uh, but there is obviously that kind of conundrums that could affect in the weeks ahead. But yeah, with the double paper, double paper view weekends are always great for drafts, you know, because it can you can end up having somebody being well behind and they just need three wrestlers to go on pay per view winning and end up. We've got a fight in our hands, you know. No, it's, it's obviously it's uh, no mercy tonight. It's Wrestle Dream tomorrow. We'll have it all breaking down on Saturday Draft Live next week. We'll take a look at the table. Will Ryan store up the, the, the table after tonight? Will he still be residing in bomb position tune in next week? We'll we'll talk through all the scores of how No Mercy and Wrestle Dream affect the table. We'll see how, how what members of Judgment Day appear in the top three of the week. Maybe none, depending on how the results go tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but 
most likely we'll see a Judgment Day member up there anyway. Stephen, thank, thanks for coming on today. Always a pleasure, Jack. Thank you again. And I will we'll see you all next week. Enjoy the weekend of wrestling if you're staying up for it all. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.